Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Tech Central. Hi there, this is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio with all the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Whatever way you get our show today, downloading from our website at techcentral.ie using a smartphone podcast app or listening on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Thank you for turning us on. Later on today, we're talking to an Irish man who got so fed up with the lack of real computer education in Irish schools that he's taking on teaching kids code not just in Ireland, but in 192 countries. Now, you can walk the walk or you can talk the talk. This guy is doing the whole thing because when you hear him, you'll see what a real chance he has of doing that. That's coming a little later. But first, let me freak you out with a question. What if this program was a private phone call between you and I, just the two of us, and someone somewhere was listening in secretly and thinking you need to be dealt with? Scary thought. Well, Niall Mackey is an expert in keeping your private online communications just that, private. His company, topmail.com, is based in Ireland, providing people with the world's most secure email. So how can you keep, you know, stuff you would assume to be private really, really private? Niall is on the line to join me now. Uh, Niall, first question, I suppose, is why would people want to be private online? Well... I suppose some people want to be private online because they have something to hide. <laughs> so, and there's plenty of people out there who are not always, uh, you know, going according to the law, um, and so they're looking for, uh, for 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 mechanisms to 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 operate. But but, but more uh, more importantly, people, you know, like journalists, uh, politicians, governments, um, etc., who are trying to do things for the good, hopefully, um, uh, need to keep their information information and sources kind of clean and and, uh, and and not have them compromised so they would they would use services like that and want to keep the privacy um, and just general people I mean you know you don't want uh, people knowing what you not people don't have an issue with this personally but knowing people knowing what they do and, and, what, and what they're actually doing um, business people um, especially um, sole traders kind of people who work on their own and consultants don't always have the enterprise level security businesses would have, and so they use like things like Gmail, um, Hotmail, um, com, all those kind of uh, freely available um, tools to actually access and send emails. And you know they could be sending information that is is compromisable, and you know someone else could gain from that, and, and a competitor or or even a, they could be dealing with a large entity like a like a bank or a financial institution and talking to them, and you know that information could be sniffed and could be put them in a compromised position or compromise the actual bank or financial institution as well. I suppose you could have. I, I'm I'm kind of thinking because when I first approached this, you will laugh, all right, and I kind of went, well, why would I want to keep what I'm doing on my computer secret? And the first thing I thought off was pornography, all right? Uh, and yeah, then, people don't want people what doing, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I kind of sat down and thought about it seriously, and then I thought about journalists, and then I thought about the whole Edward Snowden thing, and then I was thinking yeah. about something more day-to-day, and this is this is why we thought of uh, Topmail, uh, which we'll talk about uh, later on, but as a secure online email service. I mean, you use Gmail for your day-to-day, and that's fine, but if you want to, like, you know, send stuff to a solicitor or to a legal representative or something like that, and you really don't 
don't want anybody, you know, sniffing it out online or accidentally getting a password or something like that. It was it was that kind of thing where I was kind of thinking of the uh, of the secrecy. But then there's all that also kind of then led me on to be thinking about how you should generally be safe online. What what are your top tips for just you know kind of keeping your head about you with your computer? Well, I suppose the first thing with any nowadays is we all have multiple devices. So it's making sure whether it be the phone, your tablet, your your laptop, your PC, that they're all up to date with the latest software. So they, they call them patches. So if you see them on your PC and you want them to reboot, Windows telling you it needs to be rebooted because there's 12 patches to be updated, mm-hmm. do it because they're usually plugging some kind of vulnerability or improving some uh, element of the service. And the same on your on your devices, your phones and tablets as well. So always kind of do that and make sure checking for the updates. Uh, secondly, uh, make sure you have good AV, um, you know, on, on on your on your device as well, including your mobiles. That's possible now because they are now being compromised. Um, and I also go an extra layer myself because I'm a bit of a nerd. I have a spyware package that runs on top of my AV that actually look it's constantly scanning for anything kind of looking at me key loggers like looking to record my information because it's you know, these kind of things can get past sometimes the AV um, uh, so, so, so that's, that's important so having those kind of tools in place um and then uh, when you're surfing the web, using uh, a secure browser, you know, so you know, and most, of the, like, most of the main browsers, like Chrome, i.e. Firefox, all those, are, can be made secure with add-ons and stuff, but it doesn't mean they're private. So, you know, so, so folks on privacy, there's other ones out there that, that can actually keep you private, like the, there's Tor and there's, um, uh, you know, for, for searching DuckDuckGo and, and ones like that. So I'd use those. And and then uh, with passwords is something that people just don't take take seriously. And uh, they, they should be using strong, different passwords and are looking for companies that, like ourselves that use kind of multi-factor authentication, so like two levels of authentication. So mm. if you come in from a different device, you weren't, they weren't expecting you, it'll say, I'm going to send you a text message to authenticate, so to the number that you've provided uh, previously, and so things like that. And also, there's like biometrics as well around like your finger, eyes, voice, there's even typing rhythm they can even do it on, on things like now, like to add an extra layer of, of security on the, the authentication side of things. And then for email, which everyone uses, using a service like ours, Topmail, is, 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 is imperative because not only... Are, is, is our data encrypted when it's been sent uh, uh, and it's end-to-end? But also, you don't get any ads, and we, we don't sell the data to anybody, you know, mm. because a lot of the, the online providers out there, like, it's not free. I mean, it, it, you're not paying Google or, or Hotmail or any of these guys for the service, but you are the service, you know. Mm. So they, they, they sell your browsing patterns, et cetera, to, to, to companies who would find that useful so they can target you then when you're browsing and, and using email with ads relevant to what you're doing. So that's how that's their business model in, 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 in many cases. Well, a, a friend of mine got caught on that, which kind of was part of why we were looking into, you know, staying safe and, and, and keeping what you are doing online to yourself. Uh, because uh, a mate of mine, his, uh, his girlfriend was using his laptop and, of course, all these 
dodgy Russian ads coming up for, for women who want to marry you and, and worse <laughs> coming up. And she was like, what's all that about? Um, but I suppose, you know, when you're using Gmail, it's, it's looking at everything. That's why it's, it's showing you uh, relevant ads. Tell me about, though, if you want to keep your activities secret online. Just a couple of tips. Um, say you're browsing the internet, you want to look at various different websites and you don't want to be tracked for the likes of advertising or just somebody who might just come along and, and want to know what you've been browsing at. Is Do you use a different browser? Do you use a VPN service? What do you recommend? Yeah, so, I mean, again, it's how much, like, for for most to the general public, it's, it's a hassle factor. So what's the kind of easiest to use? There are tools out there like uh, Tor, um, out there which allow you to be completely anonymous uh, when you're doing your searches. Um, again, it's much slower, it's clunkier, um, and it's and it's private, but and is and is private. You can't be tracked, but it, it's not actually secure. So you have to watch out there for security issues. So it's not perfect. Um, there's other ones like Epic as well that you can use. Um, there's the, the there's Chromium, Google. There's quite a few mm-hmm. different um, DuckDuckGo for for, for searching. Um, you know that you can use to kind of stay anonymous, but. Um, you know, the, 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 it depends on your on, on your on your I suppose you, the, the, your sliding scale of how much hassle you want to go through yes. to actually achieve this. You know, yes. Uh, do, do, of the browsers, say the Tor browser, just for for example. You know, it's nice that that will protect your identity when you're online. But what if somebody looks yeah. at your actual laptop itself? Are they able to see what you've been looking at using the Tor browser? Again, it's a it's a it's a matter of if they can get access to it. So yeah. I mean, again, I, I I would actually say that you should the one the actually one thing that's going to come to actually uh, was especially in companies, but even in if you're in if you're in cafes or going to the toilet, or whatever, you leave your laptop alone for a second. I mean, that's how a lot of compromised stuff actually happens. People actually just not not having a password, not having the the the, the machine locked down, like when they actually need it for a couple of seconds or doing the control auto delete to shut to to actually close it. You know. Mm-hmm. To actually, so people don't get access to it, you know. So, because um, so that, that's not always a good way of actually uh, actually protecting yourself. How very interesting! I was going to ask you about a search engine other than you know Yahoo or Google, but you've mentioned it. Uh, DuckDuckGo.com for for somebody who's not familiar with DuckDuck, uh, how does that work? So again, it's uh, it's it's a it's a browser. Sorry, it's a search engine that you know doesn't track you. It doesn't. Um, Record your information. Doesn't record your searches. It just it does no ads around it. Again, it, it just it lets you um, have an anonymity when you, with your searches. You know, oh. so uh, and and uh, it's very clean. It's a nice actually, it's a, and it's a lovely actually interface to use. I don't know if you've used it, but it, it, it's actually quite pleasant to use as well when you're used to the the, the clutter of of, of of the other ones out there. You know, yeah. so I, I I quite like it. Yeah. All right, uh, and then kind of getting into the advanced end of keeping what you're doing secret. Uh, there was two things I want to talk about. Email, and I want to find out more about uh, topmail.com because it's an Irish company. It's a, it's a world leader in secret emailing, if you like. Uh, but before I get to that, just let me ask you about uh, Signal. From what I know, Signal is it's kind of a little bit like uh, WhatsApp, which we're all familiar with. And I believe WhatsApp is kind of based on the same code that Signal is. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I know that with WhatsApp, when you're sending your messages, because we did something on the show recently uh, where governments were, were trying to get down on Facebook and say, you know, decode this because we can't see what people are saying on, on WhatsApp. Um 
Um, but Facebook own it, and Facebook, <laughs> you know, would you would you trust Facebook with your children? Would you trust Facebook with, you know, a fiver? N- the answer is no in both cases, actually. <laughs> but with Signal, uh, they kind of do the the encrypted text, so as it's traveling across the internet, nobody nobody can see. But they also do encrypted calls, which I'm fascinated about. Do you know anything about that? Do you? Well, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not like the, if you're using the app itself. Yeah, the 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 call is actually encrypted, and uh, whereas I think with WhatsApp, you can actually make the call, but it, it isn't encrypted. So again, they and uh, they protect you there. Um, and there's a few other um, other ones out there like mm. that. Actually, there's a, a high, I think there's a one called Hyper Encrypt again, which this actually does voice as well, and and it's and it's, a, and it's a something you connect. But you actually physically connect something to your phone? And so all your FaceTime, Skype, Viber, things that are vulnerable, like Skype especially is vulnerable, um, isn't secure. You can actually make those secure with 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 an add-on. But again, it's that hassle factor. Do you want to be doing that? But all these things are actually actually possible if you if you go looking for them. So hmm. if you really want to be secure online and secure in your communication, it is possible and be anonymous. And the other one that I, that I've just remembered. Uh, was an app that will automatically delete texts that uh, five seconds after they've been opened. I call it the Mission Impossible app. <laughs> so you send a text to somebody and uh, when they receive the text and they open up and they look at the app and they've read it, five seconds later it disappears off the screen. Kind of like Snapchat, but uh, for text only. Have you come across yes, that heard one? Of it. Oh God, yeah, I, I have actually. Um, uh, you're like I've me then, you've heard of it, but you haven't, you haven't used it. So well, there you go. No, that's, that's something no, for I, you I, and I, I and everybody listening to go and research afterwards. Yes. <laughs> on yes. on duckduckgo.com. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Listen, tell me, uh, Niall, about, uh, about the, the company that you're working for, because I'm very, very interested to, to hear about this, both technically and from an Irish point of view. Uh, it's topmail.com, and what you are is the world's most secure email service. Describe to me how that is. Well, so what we do is we actually um, encrypt all the all the traffic end to end that that's been sent. So um, you know, so basically, you know, you can be sure that if you're using our email service, uh, that an email you send, like you say to your solicitor, etc., uh, will actually be secure and and, and can't be looked at. And uh, and also, we also to make it to, to even access as well authentication, we use two-step verification as well. Um, we use TLS when the data is in transit, transit their security. We use P- PGP standards um, so f- f- for that encryption as well. And we don't sell the data. Like, so any, any of the data that, that we see, the traffic, that's all we got rid of and uh, it's never sold to a third party. So you're not being tracked. You're not, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're surfing, then people think stuff isn't going to be targeted at you. There's no ads around the actual um, the interface. So it's it's a much nicer experience, a secure experience. And if you're a business, you can even have your domain on there as well. So you can actually run your business. It's not just for end users, like, like uh, per- personal uh, private users as well. Your businesses can use it actually as well. Hmm. And do you have to uh, go through the website topmail.com or can you set up your, your Outlook program or another email program to be able to connect with your service? Absolutely. So you can use whatever um, interface you'd like. So you, you can use the uh, online, the, the webmail, uh, the topmail interface, or you can actually configure your own browser, sorry, your own uh, uh, 
email clients, um, whether it be Outlook or whatever, to, to mm. use as well. Yeah, it's very flexible. Like so, that. so I yeah. can have two email addresses. I could have like Dusty Normal at blah, 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 whatever, and then I could have another Dusty Secret at, and that would be the one that would go through the top mail uh, servers. Absolutely, yeah. Or I could put everything through the top mail servers, couldn't I? <laughs> You could, you could indeed, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it, it it makes sense, especially if you're again like things like attachments. You know, they'll always mm. remain uh, encrypted because they, they stay on our on our server, so mm. they're never compromised. So, uh, especially if you're sending any information. Yeah, exactly. As we were saying uh, at the very start of the interview, if you're doing something, you know, with legal, with the solicitor, with business, something you really, yeah. really want to keep kind of quiet for business reasons. Um, where did the, because the, the company is a world leader in secure email and it's based here in Ireland. Uh, is it, is it an Irish company and how did you get involved? Yeah, it's a, it's it's an Irish company and uh, it's, it's uh, owned by uh, Emperor Rafferty and, um, they, uh, they 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 operate kind of all around the world. They've been going for over ten years, and mm-hmm. this is they're, they're big in this in this niche in this secure email email niche. And it's a growing it's a growing space now, especially as you say with the Snowden stuff. People are waking up to to, to email and data privacy and what what's happening to your data and who, and who's looking and that, and that people are actually looking looking at data. And uh, and from a protection our biggest thing is probably around protection. I know you don't want to go into probably in different times, like ransomware and things like that, and phishing, well, that would be one of our strengths. Um, that we probably have the best technology in that space around anti-ransomware and anti-phishing for protecting against, like you know, those kind of those threats. And well, that's that's probably a whole other show in itself. And actually, I'd it love is. to have a, a chance to chat to you about that. But for now, uh, Niall Mackey from TopMail.com, the world's most secure email, uh, which is based here in Ireland. Thanks very much for bringing us up to speed. And how to be safe online. This is Tech Central. Your weekly tech podcast from Ireland's techcentral.ie. Now on Tech Radio, I'm joined by Harry McCann. Now, Harry is a busy, busy guy in the world of tech, and he's about to do something absolutely brilliant. But let, let, me, let me just get Harry on the line here. And Harry, tell us the kind of businesses that you've been involved with to date. Yeah, so I've been involved in trying to bring science, technology, engineering and maths into the education system. So I've through a number of different ideas. One, which would be the main one, would be the Digital U Council of Ireland, which is the first of its kind in the world. And it's made up of 25 of the top young people in STEM in Ireland who are trying to change the way that we use science, technology, engineering and maths in our everyday lives. And we work with big businesses and with the government to try and make sure that young people have a voice in that area. And I've been involved in multiple different projects to try to teach coding through the Code Dojo and through many different other things. All right. Okay. Now we're we're going to find out how you've been in touch with embassies around the world and and multi-billion dollar turnover corporations and big businesses and stuff like that. But before we do that, all of this sounds, you know, quite impressive. Uh, The thing that impressed me the most was your age. How old are you, Harry? I'm 17 years old. You're going to go far. <laughs> if you've done this at 17, you're going to go far. All right. And I love people like you. All right. So listen, tell me about uh, Let's Teach Code. The idea is to try and get a, a code being taught in schools. Is this based on, it's obviously based on your own experience in school. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, you know, I'm 
I'm 13 years through the education system at the moment. So I'm going into my final year Mm. next year of secondary school. And the thing is, in the 13 years, I feel that I haven't been equipped with the skills needed to fill the current jobs available in the current job market. There's over 700,000 ICT jobs available in Europe at this moment in time, and they continue to grow every single day. And I feel that when I leave school, I won't be able to fill any of these. So with Let's Teach Code, what I want to do is I want to provide people like me and the kids like me who are going through school with the opportunity to learn how to code. So what I want to simply do is bring coding into 196 schools in 196 different countries. So one school in one country at a time and build from there. So whether it's here in Ireland trying to build up the current education system that we have or going to different countries in different regions that really don't have much of an education system and offering them this one skill that would really benefit them in so many different ways. All right. Now, when you say code, Harry, are you talking about, you know, maybe a little bit of HTML or are you going as far as like, you know, C++ and the real programming languages? Well, the thing is where we're going, we're going all over the world. So the problem is that we can't really assume anything. So we could go into a school where they haven't even heard of coding. We go into a school where there's one or two kids who can't code. So really what we're going to do is we're going to start off basic, but give them the opportunity to go as far as they possibly want to. So the thing would be that start off with your basics, HTML, CSS, and then move forward onto, you know, whatever it might be, whether it's a C++ or JavaScript. But really what we want to do is to introduce them into it and then hopefully get them going themselves and then see how far we can push it. When you've got so many programs at the moment that do all this coding for you and, you know, with HTML, I'm thinking of WordPress, you know, it's it's all done. If you want to do something complicated with WordPress, just download an app somebody else wrote. <laughs> why, why, why should people learn code? I suppose it's a language in itself. You know, when you go to a foreign country and let's say we're going up to France, you need to be able to speak French to speak to the locals. When you go to Germany, you need to be able to speak German. And with code, it's a language that everybody, somebody in every country around the world speaks. And we feel that it's such a beneficial language to be able to write or to speak. And we feel that if a student has this language, no matter where they go around the world, they'll have the opportunity of whether it's starting their own business or working for a big company that pays great money, hopefully. But the thing is, we want to make every student, just give every student that one skill that they can use anywhere around the world. And, you know, it's a language, as I said, that's spoken in every country around the world. So why not try to teach it to them? So you're talking about around the world. You're talking about 196 countries. Uh, what, what are you doing here in Ireland, starting at home? Well, what I want to do is I want to make sure that we don't leave Ireland behind as such. So I'm very much keen on pushing Ireland forward. And I think that we can lead the way and change in technology. And I feel that the best way to start this is before we go abroad is to try to start at home. And I think that's getting into every school as we can around the country and pushing coding to them. We're very lucky. We have a good education system in regards to that. We have great teachers. We have great schools. And, you know, we've often great equipment in these schools. And we want to make sure those schools are using those to their full potential and then pushing forward from there. So really what we want to make sure is that we're leaving Ireland in a great place before we start moving around. So whether that's going into schools ourselves, getting volunteers to go in, whatever it may be, but we want to make sure that we're starting at home first. Now, it's a very ambitious project and obviously you're going to need some money to kind of uh, go forward. I mean, you don't have any big offices or salaries to pay or anything like that. And I would imagine uh, that you are able to do a lot with a, a little amount of money. So how are you going to raise those funds? Yeah, do you know, I, I don't need a big salary. I don't need a hundred grand a year, nor do I need any money a year because, you know, I have 
I'm lucky enough to live at home. I'm still in school. And really what I'm doing here is doing something that I think needs to be done. So we're very lucky in that aspect. I run this from my house. I run this from my bedroom, basically. So, you know, I'm not paying for a big fancy office, as you said. So really the money we're getting will all go into the project. And, you know, it's very rarely that there's a project running that isn't paying for offices, that isn't paying salaries. Mm. You know, we're simply just putting every piece of money we get and putting it into the actual project itself and hoping that it'll go a long way so as you said it'll go a long way especially in what we're doing now if uh somebody wants to find out a little bit more about the project or if somebody is working with a company and they would like to kindly donate me you know 100 or 200 euro or something like that uh, just to invest in the future of our youth have you got a website set up where we can find out more Yes, so they can visit letsteachcode.com and the website's all there with information from some of our supporters, some of our backers, people just giving a general piece of advice. And, you know, they can go onto the site, they can get in touch with myself or another member of the team and uh, we can try arrange to see how they can help us, whether it's through through financial help or whether it's through just assistance, whatever it may be, any help is much appreciated. Harry, the world needs people who think big like you instead of, you know, "Eh, I'm going to teach code to Irish kids. No, I'm going to teach code to kids in 196 countries around the world. I love what you're saying. Let's teach code.com. Harry McCann, thanks very much for talking to us. Thanks for having me. And that's it for this week. Do remember to keep in touch with Irish Tech News with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more from techcentral.ie as well as our weekly tech radio show online and every Friday at 6pm on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Until next time, from myself, Justin Rhodes, thanks so much for listening. Take care. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by DigitalAudioProductions.com. Tech Central.